Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Active Quest episode 111. I like that number. I don't know why, but I'm, it's I'm a very palindrome. It's a palindrome. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Yaden. Joining me today is the beautiful British and plaid boy, Chris Penwell. Hello, Chris. Hi there. Um, I was looking for a copy of Gex today, um, and I couldn't find any. And apparently it's super rare, so that's surprising. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's honestly yeah. yeah we could do a whole episode on like us just like browsing ebay because before we started recording i was trying to find a virtual boy and that and we were taking bets on how much we thought uh the uh, pretty much from what i could see a virtual boy around 300 dollars is mm. how much u.s dollars americana and it comes chris, with a free headache a free, yeah. free um, chris how much is a copy of gex i from think it's like seen? 40 or 50 bucks for the ps1 copy um, but it was it was absolutely delightful to go to a local video game store and check it out. Like I haven't been to one oh, of man, I, for a long time. I know. Yeah. Wow. I kind of want to do that. Anyway, joining us as well is the Lego-haired Josh Nichols. Josh, where are your glasses? Oh, where I just gla- took them off because I changed my light, so off? I don't have to have them on now because my eyes. Oh, I see. The red light removes the strain. Um, I'm also looking forward to going to stores. I still go to stores, but only grocery stores, and I'm in fear the whole time. Yeah. So I'm looking forward <laughs> yeah. to just getting to casually uh, browse a game store again. Yeah, that'd be really cool. There's a really cool one in Seattle, Washington, which I know is very far from all of us, but or maybe not Chris. I might be closer to Chris. But anyway, it's called Pink Gorilla. Uh, yep. and it's, it's a, uh, I think it's in Seattle. Anyway, it's somewhere in Washington. I've been, and I've, re- I've been in that area where it is in the international district and it's rough as fuck. Oh, cool. So I'd recommend oh, going to the other one. Oh, okay. Like, gotcha. I, I right, saw you... someone getting arrested in front of me. I saw some sexual <laughs> harassment going on. I, oh, I heard God. sirens going all over the place. That place is fucking rough. That's what it sounds like where I live yeah. every day. Yeah. So, oh boy. Uh, that's Maybe why that was I, that's just. I'm is, do you think that was just the Ubisoft offices across the street or something? No. No. Oh, Jesus no. The, no there was this old guy creeping on this woman, <laughs> and he Ubi- said, oh, right. "Yeah, Ubisoft. Yeah, she wouldn't have sex with me." That's what Whoa. he said. That's what he said. To how us dare? Man. How dare she? Holy All shit! Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll go to the other store then. I won't go. Absolutely. To that one. Oh, yeah. Like we're on holiday, and that was the worst portrayal of that area. Right. Well, maybe it's better now. Maybe. Anyway. Uh, well, we're going to talk about some video games on this show here, but before we do that, remember you can always find us pretty much anywhere where podcasts are available. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow or get a hold of us via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. I'm expecting an email from Laura Jackson's dog. I'm expecting it. We will be getting it. (laughs) Chewy the dog. I'm just going (laughs) to Chewy the dog. I love that. Yeah um god we should link (laughs) we should we'll put it in the show notes the the, this dog i love chewy (laughs) chewy the dog we we have to get this out of the way right because we've been talking about it all Mm -hmm. week well honestly Um, i've never met chewy but i love chewy more than my whole family (laughs) you know like um chewy the dog if you're not obviously this is a podcast so it's hard to describe you know you, you don't have a picture of it but um it look the dog. It's very. It's a very sweet looking dog up close when you can see its face. But from afar, it looks like Vikramelia from Bloodborne, the dog boss. This the Chris, the boss I helped you fight. Yeah, it looks like that thing. I it didn't just, know what it's it like, like a, because you fought it. <laughs> the dog's like ten <laughs> okay, feet uh, tall. 
Like when it's, it's like, on two legs, it's so tall. <laughs> and what? And we we I told her we wanted to get the dog on the podcast. Okay, and then and Josh, you were like, oh, and Laura can be on too as well. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I guess before we move on as well, I just want to say thank you everyone on Twitter for the support this week of uh, yes my coming out. So thank you. Oh yeah, that. Oh, I thought you meant the support of Active Quest. No, yeah, that too. That's that was, that was awesome. That was absolutely yeah, no. insane. Like over two, like over two hundred likes. Like I've never seen so yeah. much support for someone, um, in the gaming community before, and that really touched me. So uh, thank you very much. Yeah, and I think like obviously Twitter is horrible, and people are really awful yeah. on there. But I think our circle here, we've sort of narrowed it down and we've got this kind of like nice group of people who yeah. like aren't assholes and like yeah i think that's great and 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 your post there sort of goes to show like it proves that so yeah, yeah and i think that's awesome and i'm proud of you and i, I was, think that's really cool i was expecting some nasty shit uh but uh no oh nothing. no all positive and no. it's quite nice yeah Thank i'm you. very happy for you chris mm-hmm. very happy for you um okay so let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Uh, um, so this week actually was a little bit slower. Um, a couple little announcements and stuff here and there. NPD, we'll talk about that. Um, I guess the biggest story of the week is the, was the Bethesda story. Um, obviously, Microsoft purchased them, but they sort of like finalized the acquisition earlier this week. And then um, all these Game Pass, uh, Bethesda Game Pass games, or sorry, Bethesda published games came to Game Pass. Uh, there's like 20 of them. So we will discuss that. And then a handful of those are enhanced with FPS boost, which for those who don't know is sort of the like frame rate boost to older games via backwards compatibility. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Um, The other thing we wanted to talk about is we wanted to discuss our favorite Mario games because uh, Mario is still celebrating his 35th anniversary. And we wanted to just go through our favorite Mario games. Uh, I think all of our picks are different. So yep. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. And then we actually asked uh, our listeners to submit some stuff about their favorite Mario games. So we've got a few questions about that. Honestly, I think this is like one of the busiest weeks in terms of questions. We've got yeah. uh, just a lot of, lot of different questions here. So Thank we you appreciate everybody. We appreciate everybody for that. Um, Josh, you've got your cardigan on. Looks yeah, very it's warm. Yeah, it's still cold. I'm looking forward to, uh, to spring. Yeah. I'm not looking mm. forward to summer because it's just it's I'm in Oklahoma. It's terrible. Like with the heat oh, index, really? it'll be like 115 sometimes and it's like Oh god. Yeah, it's terrible. You just, just walk outside and you feel like you're just covered in sweat even though you just took a shower. You're, you're sitting in your in your juices. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like so stewing in the juice. No, thank you. <laughs> no body <laughs> juices. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Lost my train of thought here. What am I doing? Oh, yeah, the listener questions. And then we'll talk about what we've been playing. Haven't been playing too much, although I did get to check out Apex Legends on Switch, yeah. which that was <laughs> certainly something. Um, Such this Very rough. Um, and then what have you? Uh, oh, Chris, you've been playing Overwatch. I played Overwatch on Switch, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, wor- it, it, runs, it works pretty well on Switch. Probably um, better than Apex. Probably. So, yeah, we'll get started here shortly. Other than that, everybody have a good week. Anything interesting happen? Josh, Chris? Um, lots of uh, writing stuff going on. Very, very tired, but very good. You know, I like uh, mm-hmm. 
writing about mm. games and i uh been playing some good stuff obviously I'll, I'll talk about it but i've been playing a lot of breath of the wild lately and i haven't played that since 2017 so that's been super you know fun oh, to cool. go back and to and it's it, still when, good like when you played it in 2017 did you finish it um i either finished it or like basically you know i got really really far at least but yeah i didn't i put a lot of time into it just you know i was playing faster now i'm just kind of like yeah playing it yeah it's nice one of the things that drives me crazy about that game though is you when you beat ganon it like it the game ends like you 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 know what i mean like you you have to like load your save back or whatever oh like fallout 3 before they added the dlc to keep playing right yeah yeah yeah. and so you and and the game get puts a little star next to your save so you know that you've like finished ganon but in the save itself ganon's still there it's like this weird, like old school hmm. kind of thing. I, I wish they would. I hope. Did they the DLC that make any game. changes to that or affect anything? Not, not to my knowledge. No. The DLC is very good for that, by the way. Anyway. And you get the master cycle, which is hilarious. Uh, which is oh my god! I was there when they announced that at the Game Awards. I was there, and I was like, "What the fuck is that? Holy shit!" Anyway, <laughs> um, okay, Chris, anything exciting? You? I, I think I, on? I think I've mentioned oh, all the exciting things. Um. I, I don't know if I nice... mentioned this last week, but I put out the review for the Sea of Sea Solitude, the director's cut. Um, so you mm. can read that over at the Gamer, and you can read. I'm looking forward you to on... reading. It. I didn't read it yet because I was going to be providing coverage right. here, you know. But yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that after this episode's mm-hmm. done. And you made it on uh, Metacritic, which is yeah, that was cool. my first review on Metacritic, uh, which uh, is nuts. So I've got a review on Rotten Tomatoes now. I've got a review on Metacritic, so that's all good. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> Josh, <laughs> rotten tomatoes. That was really cool. <laughs> tomatoes, I just, I love. I'm not laughing at, at you, Chris. I'm laughing at Josh's face because I know exactly. I'm used to rotten tomatoes. So hearing rotten tomatoes, rotten, just rotten so tomatoes. Cool. No problem, Joseph. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm used to people laughing at me. That's okay. No, Canadians not, talk like I'm Americans would sound if we like took a bath before talking. You know what I mean? You guys just Holy have like shit. a nicer. Sounded like, I don't know. America, <laughs> like, just beat English up, you know? Like, yeah, doesn't sound they as really pretty. Did. They really oh, no, did. There, there um, are some nice accents in England, in uh, America, in the States. Hmm. Like, that sweet uh, southern uh, accent is very hospitality. Like, has a lot of hospitality behind it. It's very kind, hmm. for example. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of freaks the me New out. The New York accent's like funny. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't- I feel like everybody just mispronounces everything. And before we get in, into the show, did you see the, um, the uh, I guess on the dictionary now, su- supposedly is a word I hate now? It. I, hate, I hate it. Yeah. I, I uh, hate it. No. I can't. I don't know. That's, no. I don't know. It's supposedly, it's, it just, right? No, it's supposedly. Supposed. Supposedly. Supposedly is what they added, but the word, the, the real word, the correct word, yeah. quote unquote, is supposedly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it, I don't. I it ju- it makes me feel like I like spilled syrup all over myself. That's <laughs> yeah, what, I, I just feel like I I need to take a. We shower. should all go all protest right. outside of the dictionary's uh, office and ask the di- the one. Yeah, the dictionary's yeah, office. Have it removed. Yeah. By the way, have if anyone okay. has to hook up for a HelloFresh adver- advertisement, like whoever we can contact for that, please do because their stuff is absolutely incredible. Oh and yeah, I want to promote it. <laughs> Sure. Let's do that. Let's figure that yeah. out. Um, okay. Let's get started with the show. We're we're already <laughs> we're yeah, already man. running long here. Okay. So 
Quickly, uh, this new TMNT Shredder's Revenge game got announced. Um, yeah, it looks like an old-school, like, side-scrolling beat-em-up, and I think a lot of people are really excited about that. Um, it's being published by .emu? 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 Okay, I always fuck up the pronunciations. Um, and it's developed... Chris, help me out. What's, who's the developer here? Tribute oh, games. the developer... Yeah, the developer of the Scott Pilgrim game. Tribute? Which, which I think it... Yeah, yeah, Tribute Games. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Yeah. Um, yeah, this looks cool. It looks like, kind of like Streets of Rage. Um, I'm not like particularly attached to the Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so this isn't like amazing for me, but I can see why people are excited about this. Any uh, Chris, anything on this? Uh, I, looking forward to this? Yeah, they, don't, um, don't Emu, I think they published uh, Streets of Rage 4. Um, I thought they made right. that yeah, yeah, game, yeah. actually. Like, I think they made that game, too, yeah. And yeah. I, I think yeah. they're collaborating with uh, Tribute to, to make this game. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it, it looks stunning. You could, like It has that retro look, but it doesn't look right. like, super retro. It like, looks modern at the same time with like um, you know, really cool animations and like that, that feel really good. Um, right. But, yeah, Ubisoft tried to remake... The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, arcade game as well, Turtles and Time, did. yeah, and that didn't ago. do as well, right? So mm. it's nice that they're going back to the roots in a way and kind of refreshing it in a retro kind of style. I, I actually did a a write up of this over at Retroware, and when I was re doing research on it, I learned that uh, Tribute uh, was trying to get the rights to make a Ninja Turtles game forever, like for years, mm. from Nick Nickelodeon. And uh, when Dot, how do you say their name, Chris? Dot, dot Emu. Dot Emu. Dot Emu. When they when they uh, were trying to also make one, uh, recently or in all you know a while back, they learned from Nickelodeon that Tribute Games is also trying to do that, and they were like, "Shit, we'll just do it with them. That'll be great." <laughs> and so it's 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 really cool. It, it's not going to be a game for everybody, but it is cool that people that really wanted to make this game are making it. Like you know, it's going to be a better product. The beat 'em up is having a renaissance right now. We have mm -hmm. Battletoads, yeah. we had Streets of Rage 4, we had um, a game from Mech Muscles, I can't remember the name of the game right now, but uh, yeah, there's been a lot of good Scott Pilgrim coming back. Scott Pilgrim yeah. as well, yeah. No, so yeah. it's, it's all so, good. Um, so this game, uh, don't know if it, Josh, does it have a release date? I think it's uh, coming out this year, but no, this like, year. Yeah, no, no, specific no release date. Release date yeah. And it's yeah, been confirmed PC, for PC, PC and unspecified consoles, which I'm hoping means, you know, Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, but yeah, we'll see. Right. Um, cool. Um, the other thing I wanted to quickly mention is that uh, Techland will be giving us some more info about Dying Light on March 17th, so that'll be around the time this episode goes live. Uh, basically, they just uh, posted on Twitter. Here's what they said. I'm going to read their tweet. This is from Techland. Um, We've got a few words to share with you about the Dying Light 2 development process. Be sure to be with us next Wednesday. And then they have a little, like, video, five-second video. What's, um, what's the bet they'll have an early access kind of thing the launch? With this I hope game? so. Maybe, yeah. This game has been an absolute yeah. mess behind the scenes. Um, you guys can go check out the uh, sort of... Uh, the report on that over at the gamer from from kirk there um just absolutely terrible things going on behind the scenes there yeah. sexism homophobic remarks i mean I, it, stuff that i don't even feel comfortable do you saying think that's like, what the read... update is about just 
just talking about that uh, kind of stuff and how they're changing? I um maybe they I I feel like they probably if they do uh say something about that it won't be specific like we will not be making homophobic remarks anymore like it's yeah <laughs> they're not gonna do that yeah, yeah they're just gonna be because I think Ubisoft did something like that too uh mm-hmm. was was his name Eves Guimont or whatever he you know said that we're working on all these problems and I think that's good but dude this game has just been uh, yeah it's been uh almost in like development hell in a game way development because can be tricky yeah sure uh it just mismanagement anyway so you know by the time this episode goes live or around around the time the episode goes live we'll know a little bit more about it i think maybe we'll see a release date possibly or at least a release i don't know it's lost a lot of key stuff yeah that's true i don't know we'll see um i'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to that i saw it behind closed doors at some e3 i think or something and it looked really cool but god that's been a couple years ago by now i bet i bet a lot of that's changed um okay so that's it for the quick stuff chris josh are you both ready to talk about some news ready i am i am let's jump into some news Um, okay, this is actually just going to be a quick one as well. Um, Chris, this is for you. I thought of you this whole, the whole time when I was reporting on this mm-hmm. earlier. Um, Square Enix is hosting a video direct presentation thing yeah. called Square Enix Presents, and it will air on March 18th, uh, and it's going to have it's going to be 40 minutes long. And it's going to cover the, the, these games here, the following games. A new Life is Strange world premiere. Mm-hmm. And then, which I know you're very excited, and, and you can talk on that in just a moment. Um, and then more on Outriders, Marvel's Avengers. Uh, they just said Tomb Raider 25th anniversary. I think there's something that's, that, there's like a collection that's, that was uh, leaked. Um, new Square Enix Montreal games. Just Cause Mobile and that Balan Wonderworld, which I, yeah. <laughs> which I just that game's gonna fl- uh, like flop so hard. Oh yeah, God. it is. Uh, but uh, it, it, and the, before we get into the the discussion here, the one thing that I think is interesting is all these games are like Western, really. Like yeah. they're not. There's no Japanese stuff oh, here. Balan is, is kind of Japanese, but yeah. Oh, uh, I guess Bal- I it is. I guess it is, but. It, it's, I, it's an external studio. It's, like, it's not part of right. the main Square Enix. It, yeah. I don't really think of Balan. Yeah, you're right. I guess it's just it, for, for me. I think Square it's that Joseph doesn't like, want to acknowledge that game at all. <laughs> that's I think a little bit of it too. Anyway, it's even more horrifying this is a, than Sonic. You know that, that's hmm. that's saying something. It is. <laughs> he nodded it is. so fast. Like yes. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, it is most definitely more horrifying <laughs> mm-hmm. than Sonic. Um. Anyway, Chris. Uh, what do you make of this? I know you're yeah. a big Square fan. I'm going to make a few predictions, uh, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So we do know... Uh, actually, let's go over what we know first. So Life is, Life is Strange, the new game. Um, it right. will be a completely new character and a completely new setting, new story. Um, it won't be continuing Max and Chloe's uh, narrative as far as we know so far. So um, that's unfortunate. I, I would really like to see Max and Chloe come back at some point. Um, but we'll <clears> see what happens. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, we'll probably see another DLC character uh, at some point. Um, probably Maybe a, a spider, sp- Spider-Man I, I, or something? I think it's going to be Black Panther. 
um, because they oh, did yeah. tease towards that, and then they probably had to uh, postpone it because of the passing of Chadwick Boseman. But there's probably enough time now right. uh, that they could probably show it. Um, right. Tomb Raider, yeah, we'll probably see a HD remaster of some kind. Um, and then uh, New Scranks Montreal Games. So I think we'll probably see another. We might see that Guardians of the Galaxy game that was rumored for a while, um, and that was supposedly going to be made by Square Enix Montreal. Um, oh, that'd be a massive yeah. deal if they did that. If they do that, but I also think there's a possibility that we might get another Tomb Raider game from them because they developed mm-hmm. Rise of the Tomb Raider. So I find it interesting that it's plural, so there's multiple. Um, right. Yeah. Exactly. But and it could be Square mobile Enix... games like Hitman Go. Uh, they've made those right. games too, and Lara Croft Go. Yeah, they made they made all the Go games. Hitman Go, Lara Deus Croft Ex Go, Go, Deus Ex. Maybe. Deus Ex. Um, would, would you? So... Would you like? Would you be surprised <clears throat> if it's another Deus Ex? Uh, like a mainline Deus Ex. It's been a while. It's a, It's been a yeah, while. Yeah. No. It's. I would bet money. It's not. It, there's okay. no way. There's no. I mean, if it is, I I'll, I'm wrong, of course. But I I yeah. There's no way it's it's Deus Ex. Yeah. No. And then just cause so, mobile don't care. But I'm on the world don't care. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So th- for me, this isn't th- this isn't really for me this this presentation here. But uh, I yeah, I get why people are excited about it. Josh, anything on this Square Enix presents here? Um, I absolutely love the new Tomb Raider games, so I'm hoping we get, you know, more of that, and I'm hoping that the rumors for the new collection, you know, the collection are true. Uh, just to quickly add, I, I, it's not that I don't like the old ones, I just didn't really play them, um, and it's kind of hard to go back to that era of, you know, games now. Because it is, really yeah. 3D. Those but games they, are... They, they, look, they were <laughs> popular at the time, it's just when they came out, I was younger, and, you know, right. um, not good at playing games, <laughs> problem solving stuff was harder, you know. Anyway, yeah. um, and I'm also really excited for Life is Strange. Um, I'm with Chris. I would like another story with uh, Chloe and Max. But um, I haven't played much of the sequel yet, but I love the first game and Before the Storm and what I've played of two. So I'm confident it'll be good. I just excellent. wish it was, you know, yeah. wish that uh, we um, get a kind of a direct sequel eventually. And then lastly, um, I'm hoping that um, we get information on the Xbox uh, version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's got to be a timed exclusive. I'm completely confident it is. It was never touted yeah. as a hard right. exclusive. It's always kind of touted as a first on PlayStation kind of deal. Um, right. So I'm sure that's probably going to get announced, if not here, then soon. And I want to buy that game again because that game fucking slaps. Yeah. It doesn't say they're talking about that yeah. here, so I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah, it seems like but they're they could... expectations, and there are going to be right. multiple Square Enix uh, presents presentations right um, throughout the year yeah yeah so. yeah <clears throat> also uh this yeah. isn't my thought just to uh you know say who I, where i read it gene park from washington post mentioned this but i agree with him he said that uh uh throwing out what to expect beforehand is a good idea and something nintendo yep. should maybe consider <laughs> instead <laughs> yeah, of saying like all... I, we got a big second part announcement tomorrow and it's like a fucking bakugan well, game or whatever do. like <laughs> but fans put way too many expectations on what they oh announced. yeah that's true yeah. Well, but but this is great because it it literally outlines like here's everything. the games, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, Chris, I think you nailed pretty much all, everything in terms of uh uh like predictions here. Um, the only thing, I, yeah, you're probably right about Marvel's Avengers 
uh, having uh, Black Panther. Although I do think we do need to see more about Spider-Man since we haven't heard much right. about that. Yeah, we could see um, that. But I think maybe that could be like a PlayStation-focused thing. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, who knows? Um, and then in terms of, like, a Go-style game, we maybe could get another Hitman Go that's, like, sort of based on Hitman 3. Yeah. Uh, I've heard those game games are really popular. fun, too. I haven't played them yeah. yet, but I've heard they're really They're cool. Fun. They're cool. Um, they're on... I believe they're on Switch. Ooh, I, I, would, be I would play those on Switch more There's no, there's no way to know. There's no way to know. Yeah, they are. My God. So, anyway, Square Enix Presents, that'll be next week. Um, or this week, by the time you guys are listening. Um, the other thing that, uh, that is very much worth mentioning are these new Xbox Game Pass games that are all originally Bethesda published, but now they're owned by Microsoft. Um, and all of these games have just launched on Xbox Game Pass. I'm going to read through all of them here, and then we'll discuss. Uh, Dishonored Definitive Edition, Dishonored 2, Doom, the 1993 version, Doom 2, Doom 3, Doom 64, Doom Eternal, The Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind, The Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion, The Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim, The Elder Scrolls Online, The Evil Within, a very good video game, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Fallout New Vegas, a very good video game, um... Prey, Rage 2, Wolfenstein, The New Order, Wolfenstein, The Old Blood, and Wolfenstein, Young Blood. Now, some of these games were already available on the console version yep. of Game Pass, but this, uh, th- th- this sort of new implementation uh, has made them available pretty much on all, like, Xbox platforms. So there's, like, uh, PC and cloud as well. Like, the so, fact like, that you can play this on your phone through xCloud is just wild. Right. It's yeah, so, cool. so like... So, like, uh, Fallout New Vegas was originally uh, on uh, Xbox Game Pass uh, through... Oh, you know, this is weird. This says it's console It's still. just hmm. console. But I think that's the only one um, that's like that out the lot. I thought that was already available. I, mean, I could be wrong. I thought... It's I've also worth mentioning, that. too, that eventually yeah, all Bethesda's games will be in here since Microsoft puts all right. their games on yeah. here. So um what i'm getting at is please play the evil within 2 as soon as it launches on game pass because that game is fucking awesome it's so good yeah it is um so out of this list um obviously skyrim is like a really important game um i don't love that game though i think it's kind of (laughs) like it's just like janky um yeah i think the evil within is a great uh, a great pick here uh, people love the Dishonored games. I haven't played them, which I know I should be put in video game jail. This uh, for that. makes things uh, even better for you because your Xbox is a Game Pass Xbox. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So this is. Yeah. It's like you just got uh, new games. This yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, Prey is another really good one, and you know I've been meaning to go back to Oblivion because I played Oblivion when it came out in God, what was that, two thousand five, two thousand six, uh, on Xbox three hundred and sixty, and at the time that was like one of the first fantasy rpgs i'd ever played if not the first so i know that's not like a it, like god that game's like 15 years old now and it's kind of ugly and whatever but it, <laughs> yeah talk about jank right but i feel like i ha- like i kind of have a soft spot for a obli- soft soft spot for oblivion because it's just like the first fantasy game i played the first fantasy rpg um and then obviously the wolfenstein games are fantastic so josh uh with you being our uh xbox fan here well you know i'm an xbox fan as well but you uh you're our like head xbox guy what (laughs) (laughs) what do you make of these games what do you make of this acquisition give me your thoughts on all this so yeah i actually just finished like right before we started recording writing an article on this for retroware it'll probably go up on monday 
and I also watched the entire roundtable the other day, which uh, they did, oh. and that was really good because it was uh, Todd Howard, Pete Hines, um, Aaron Greenberg, um, Aaron. I just forgot her name, but she's uh, you know on the Bethesda side, um, and uh, of course um, Phil Spencer and other people. You know, came in and talked <laughs> later too, including uh, Sarah Bond from the uh, Game Pass side. But it was it was a really good conversation. Like I didn't feel stilted. I didn't feel awkward i think it's because and they mentioned this in the video they've worked together a lot over the years like this it's not like they just right. oh i guess we could you know buy buy you it was like they 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 they've bounced ideas off each other for a long time so so sorry go ahead yeah i just want to ask you did they give more clarity on the whole exclusive situation they, with bethesda games uh, everything not, not really. <laughs> everything except for full confirmation but what Phil Spencer basically said was existing partnerships are going to be honored, but they're still going to determine which future games are on everything. But he did yeah. say there would be a focus to put uh, games from the Bethesda family on uh, systems that can play uh, uh, Xbox Game Pass platforms. So my, my and just to make sure I'm throwing this in front of it, this is my takeaway from that. I'm not saying this is what Phil Spencer said. My takeaway from that is Fallout 76, Elder Scrolls Online, and multiplayer games will probably be multi-platform because it's smart to do that because you're playing your right. multiplayer Fallout game on your PlayStation or your Switch or whatever. And then, you you know, oh, I could play all of these games on PC or my xCloud, my phone, you know, things like that. Um and I, I, I'm sure that games that were already on uh, other platforms will remain. I mean, they did that with Minecraft as well. Um, so I think Doom Eternal and Doom, Doom 2016 and Doom, you know, I'm sure those will all continue to be on PlayStation platforms and Nintendo platforms. But I mean, you don't throw $7.5 billion at something and go, yeah, we'll just put it in everything. So I'm sure that right. most games will end up being exclusive. But he, they did in the roundtable talk a lot about how um, Phil Spencer said that one of their goals is to just have as many people as possible play, you know, Bethesda games and that hopefully the new games will be played by more people than ever. Um, so it kind of goes against the whole idea of like, oh, this is going to be exclusive to us. No, it, do it, it doesn't, though, because your phone's an Xbox, your computer's an Xbox, yeah. your tablet's an Xbox, your Xbox is an Xbox. I, I think they're hitting <laughs> the right balance between between that, though, because if you don't have an Xbox, but you've got a phone or a tablet or a computer sign up for game pass you can play these games like i think they're blurring the lines as much as possible in, in the most logical way it doesn't make sense to just put them on playstation necessarily but to, to to say that you may not have an xbox hooked up to your tv but you have a phone right or a tablet you know to take a page out yeah. of the, the uh, blizzard playbook there but um um so the the one thing i wanted to mention too <laughs> on that round table they discussed that five of those 20 bethesda games um, will be getting FPS boost enhancements at some point. They didn't give like a, a release date. And these are the games. Dishonored Definitive Edition, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, and Prey. And again, for those who don't know, the FPS boost enhancement um, essentially it, uh, enhances the frame rate of, uh, of these older games through backwards compatibility. And from what they said on the roundtable, some of these games will run it up to 60 frames, which doesn't sound wildly impressive, but you have to remember a lot of these are older, you know, like obviously Skyrim and, and Fallout 4. These are sort of like older games. Dishonored, that's an older game. For them to run at 60 when they, I think, originally only ran at like 30, Wait, I think it's pretty good. Is it 
Is the these versions like Skyrim, for example, is that based on the enhanced version that was released on Xbox One, or is it the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty version? Oh, it's the I'm sure the enhanced version is what's in Game Pass. Yeah, so okay. I'm sure. yeah, it's it's the enhanced version, but I still think those enhanced editions, the the frame rate is you know could use yeah. an improvement, right? So yeah. Um, also, so yeah, this is really cool. Morrowind looks fucking amazing. Like mm. uh-huh. the way the way the, the how much they've been able to clean that up. I mean, see. Seeing yeah. games like Morrowind and and uh, Oblivion in like 4K is just, you know, the games think, look so much better than they, like, they you know, they the, just it looks the, good. This is what makes me mad at PlayStation because they could be doing this. They could be bringing their PS2 games, their PS3 games, their PS4 games. They believe in generations. Like, Go yeah, to well, eBay. Well, PS2 PS2. and PS3 and PS1, not PS4, because PS4 works on PS5, but it would be nice to see a boost on all these titles, bring them back, have them available to (laughs) buy. Like, I would love to buy Gex, you know, enter the Gecko on my PS5, Mm -hmm. because that would be really handy for me. You know, I don't have to get a PS1, I don't have to get pay 40, 50 bucks for, like, a copy of it. Like, I could just play it. Yeah. There, there's something to be said about me being able to go grab my Xbox controller yeah. and purchase like Star Wars Republic Commando if I wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I know right. that we're getting a, a a port of that later, but like that's been on Xbox for a couple of years now, and that's really fucking cool. Like, it's one um, of the reasons I'm happy that if Bethesda was going to get bought by a company, it was Xbox instead of PlayStation. Yeah. It's not because I don't yeah. like PlayStation, but I know that these games are going to come with me with every single system I play on. And that's yeah. Todd Howard mentioned that during the roundtable. He said it's really cool as a creator to know that your games are going to continue to have life with people that have played them and people that have never played them over the years. Instead of just it used to just be like you'd make a game and that was it, and then the game was gone. And he's like, right. it's great that like you can play Oblivion still. You can play more with like that's <clears throat> that's there's something to be said about that. That's a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I wanted to mention too before we move on, uh, if you when you boot up the the you know, whatever Xbox you have right now, uh, and then just, like, go to the store. It's just, it's crazy. Like, there's this huge banner. It says Bethesda Softworks, and you've got all these beloved Bethesda characters there. And it's just, like, I I don't know that it's, like, sunk in yet that Bethesda is, is like, Microsoft now, you know? Just because, you know, Bethesda's, my whole life has just been this, like, gigantic company with all these RPGs and stuff. And now... It, it'd be like if PlayStation bought EA. Like, it, it, it really yeah, is, like, a like, big, <laughs> yeah. big company yeah. to, to be underneath really. the, the umbrella of a first-party company. It's yeah. also going to be nice to see, because I think everybody likes Bethesda games, but outside of id Software's, you know, games, a lot of the Bethesda games have, like, a little bit of jank, like, like you said earlier. Right. And so it'll be nice to... Hey, we could release uh, the new Elder Scrolls game now, but it's got a little bit of jank. Xbox could be like, "Nah, get that jank out of here. Go, yeah. go work on that game here's, longer." Get like, a new engine. yeah, here's yeah, get a new engine. Yeah, they can afford so to anyway, do that now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, go check out all these uh, awesome Bethesda games on Game Pass. Uh, because Josh, what is Xbox Game Pass? It already was the best deal in gaming. Now it's the Bethesda best deal in gaming. <laughs> God, the best. Um, the best deal in gaming. The best. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Let Jesus Christ. All right. Let's jump into some NPD results. This is my favorite time of the month, um, and we will be talking. We'll just do you know the top ten as usual. There's a whole lot of information about like overall spending across the industry compared to last year and all that stuff. That's great, and I you know I think that's interesting. But I think just for the for the show, we'll just do the top ten. So. 
These are the top 10 best-selling games in the United States throughout the month of February 2021. Um, and keep in mind, as always, uh, many of these games, or a handful of these games, are uh, ranked by, digi- uh, by physical sales alone. And uh, keep in mind that these are ranked by dollar sales, not copies sold. So let's go through the list. Number one, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Number two, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Uh, number three, Persona 5 Strikers. Very fascinating. Yeah. Number four, um, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Number five, Madden NFL 21. Number six, Little Nightmares 2. Debuting there. That's great. Um, number seven, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Number eight, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And number nine, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number 10, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Man, that game came out in 2019 and is still ranking in <laughs> MPD. Um, uh, all of the Nintendo games I mentioned, so uh, Super Mario 3D World, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and Animal Crossing are all based on physical sales alone since Nintendo does not report uh, digital sales data. I just want to mention, um, too, that I'm among those people. I could not find a physical copy of Mario 3d world mm. so i had to download it and i don't i'm digital only except for nintendo i sometimes don't do digital because they hate the internet and uh <laughs> they don't yeah. you know they shut down e-shops and shit so um yeah but i had to download it i could not find a copy at gamestop or walmart which i thought was pr- pretty yeah. big deal i mean it's a, it's a, yeah it's got some extras but it's a wii u game like that's right pretty cool that exactly. this game was already existed it's sold out still that's cool yeah so obviously that's the big standout right uh super mario 3d world did great um, the, the two other ones I really wanted to mention here are Persona 5 Strikers debuting at number three. That's great. Um, I, I think, I mean, that's a great game. Obviously, Persona is fantastic. Uh, it's well-deserved. I just, especially in the United States, I'm, I'm a little taken aback that it debuted at number three. I think that's very high and it's, uh, it bodes well there's, for that series. There's a couple of, uh, parts that are impressive about that because not only is it, um, uh, and this isn't me speaking negative on Japanese developed games. I'm just saying, like you know, like you said, it's America. Like I would, right. I wouldn't expect yeah. this to hit number three because it's it's like a triple niche game because it's 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 a it's a it's based on a JRPG. It's a spinoff right. and it's a misu genre game. And traditionally, right. those yeah. games don't seem to be games I would expect to see in the top three in America. So exactly. yeah, I'm I'm super excited for you know this game being that successful already. That's great. Yeah. And then obviously the other one is Little Nightmares 2 debuting at number six. I think that's fantastic. That's, uh, uh, I think it's a big win for that, that small studio who, who made that. So yeah, um, Chris, anything on NPD uh, that stood out to you? Yeah, it's, um, it's great to see Persona 5 Strikers up there because it's a great game. It deserves it. Um, and check out your review. Yeah, check out my uh, my review of it uh, on the feed of Active Quest. Um, that'd be great. Um, and yeah, it seems like the Persona Persona Five is kind of like the Final Fantasy Seven of this this series. It's kind of yeah. when it hit its watermark, you know. Um, right. Watershed moment. I'm not watermark. I don't know. My brain is uh is gone right <laughs> now. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I, I'm very happy. I I feel like Persona Five is. I think a lot of anime kind of JRPG games kind of like are ignored by people, by the core audience sometimes. Right. Because it doesn't feel relatable. It's, you know, 
Um, but I feel like Persona 5 is kind of more relatable to modern times. It has like these really cool kind of themes and um, things yeah. to say. And I think that's the reason why it's been so popular in the West, because it's something that they can really grab onto. And I think with the pandemic and all, how like we haven't been... Uh, we haven't been able to hang out with our friends and stuff as much. Yeah. In this game, you hang out with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the core. And they mechanics. go on a road it's... trip as well. Yeah, really so it's do. really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Um, Josh, anything on NPD before we move on? I'm just happy to see Mario Kart Eight still fucking killing it because that game is so <laughs> yeah. good. It's honestly, it's like the level of polish in that game is just, just insane. Yeah. Like. It it deserves it deserves to be doing as well as it is. The only thing I don't like about it is it's making it harder for them to make Mario Kart Nine because they're like, we'll just keep selling this yeah. one. Yeah, but, it's like GTA almost, where yeah. it, it just keeps raking in the money. Um, cool. All right, that is NPD. Oh, by the way, uh, Nintendo Switch was the best selling console, of course, of the month, yep. and the PS Five is the fastest selling console now uh so yeah just some it's also the there. biggest console <laughs> just it's the biggest console <laughs> not in terms of sales but just in size, size. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah uh <laughs> okay so that's it for the news let's discuss our favorite mario game Um, so I, I believe Mario's actual birthday was last year, but they're doing this like year long celebration kind of a thing. And at the, (laughs) when we first were planning the show, we were a little lighter on news. And so, uh, we, 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 we decided we were going to do like a Mario themed episode, but then a lot, a lot of news ended up coming in Mm -hmm. instead of you know cutting something we're we're just gonna stick with our original plan and do our favorite mario games um we'll do what we'll do though is we'll do one each and then we've got listener questions uh that we can answer as well so um yeah let's just uh go through our favorite mario games here and i i think we should just keep it to to like mainline mario games obviously mario has a ton of different spin-offs mario golf mario he's a golfer he's a basketballer he's a He's an he's everything. A soccer player. Yeah, he's, he's a, a he's, he's like a a triple threat, but like times ten. Yeah, he's a tennisser. I don't he's know an Olympian. <laughs> he's an Olympian. He's against, against Sonic. Anamorphic hedgehogs. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Phew. Um. But he's let's a just sex keep symbol? it to the. Oh, Jesus Christ! No, just... Let's just keep it to the to the. <laughs> God damn it! No, he's not. Sorry, uh... Chris, Chris went. No. <laughs> so we'll keep it. We'll keep it to the mainline entries here. We can do we can do 2D or 3D. Although uh, I think all of our favorite games are of the 3D variety. So, um, Josh, I know you're a, a big Mario fan, of course, and you have been particularly vocal about uh, this specific entry, right? Um, yeah, tell us about yeah. your favorite. Tell us about um, your favorite so Mario. Game. I love 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 Mario. Mario three was my first game on the NES. Um, I'm not that old. I, I just grew up poor, so I was like behind on systems by like one or two for a long time. Um, so I'm not that old, but um, uh, and that's still one of my favorites. But yeah, my favorite favorite is uh, Mario 3D World, uh, the one that was just you know put out on Switch. 
um, and came out in the Wii U. And the reason that one's my favorite is because it does a really interesting thing where it blends uh, 2D Mario gameplay with like 3D elements. And I, I really, really like Galaxy and Odyssey and stuff. Like those, those are really great games. But I have a tendency to get a little bit overwhelmed in the mission-based kind of structure of 64 and uh, Galaxy and Odyssey. Um, and so it's 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 still fun. It's still relaxing. It's just there's just something special for me about like, hey, you need to get to the end of the level and you need to do really good along the way. And like right. the more linear-based structure creates uh more opportunities for uh nintendo to just it's 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 almost like a theme park because it's like right that's that's the exit but there's some really cool shit you could check out along the way and you could skip past some of it if you want to but like there's also fun little stars to pick up and things and i don't know it's just it's really fun getting the the 3d um aesthetics but like you're basically almost on a on a a 2d trajectory in a in a lot of little areas and i just really like that mixture and of course josh the cats how can the you? The cats are great. How can, how can hearing, you deny hearing the cats? Mario go meow is just <laughs> great. Just uh, also, and this one you can play as uh, Peach, uh, Toad, uh, and Luigi, Luigi as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and Mario oh, and, and, that's, and Rosalina. That's, you can yeah, unlock Rosalina. Rosalina. Yeah, and it's it's really cool because like when you finish levels and the and the when you get, when you get back to the overworld, it'll have a little flag over who you beat the level with. Right. And it kind of, I mean, this might sound silly, but it gives me like a little incentive to to mix up characters because i like seeing like a toad flag a peach flag a mario flag and you know it's kind of cool it's like when i finish a world i'm like we did that you know we did that shit together me and my mario crew and i don't know if you've played bowser's fury not yet yet not yet okay well i just wanted to mention that i think bowser's fury is amazing like uh i don't know that i don't want to say that it's better or worse or whatever because it's kind of its own different thing and it's like a smaller thing so i don't know if it's fair to compare them but I would love to see, like, a fully-fledged version of that. It feels like where... that's what they're doing, kind of testing the waters. Yeah, testing, you know? exactly, yeah. So um, that's cool. And, and, I, and, I, and I think that it, it pretty much stands alone. It stands on its own. Um, yeah. It, it's, that's it's, good. Yeah, it's I'm going to check it out after I finish uh, 3D World. I hadn't played 3D World since the Wii U, so I was super yeah. excited to play in a game system that had uh, more than two hours of battery life in the controller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um, Chris, now... For the longtime listeners, we know that they they know that you're not the biggest Mario fan. However, uh, you, you do you did have a selection here for for, yeah, for the episode, I, right? I, you have something. I, I would like okay. to explain myself, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you should, because uh, yeah. I think <laughs> the, the the thing is for me, I feel like at some points of Mario's history, there's elements of like. The, the levels feeling repetitive in like its theming. There's always a lava level, there's always a water level. Um and for me in my platformers I like to see like creative kind of spins on the gameplay. Um so yeah, I find the Mario games kind of predictable at points, but I've heard Odyssey isn't like that. And I think also, you'll enjoy Odyssey. I, I do like an element of story within my games too. And that's kind of against Miyamoto's kind of philosophy as well. So Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't really j- jive with the Mario games as much as you guys, um, but there are some excellent Mario games out there. Not, don't get me wrong, you know, like I, I think there's some marvelous platforming and uh, level design in them. Uh, so for that reason, I picked Super Mario Galaxy. 
um, mm. because I feel like it's the least predictable, one of the least predictable games in the series. Like how it use utilizes like the gravity mechanics in like interesting ways, right. and how the level design is so beautiful. Like on the Wii, like it 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 like the 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 graphics and the art design itself looked m- more stunning than games from the Xbox 360 and PS3. Um, right, and it's it, if you play uh, Super Mario 3D All Stars now, it's kind of like stood the test of time. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of its visuals and uh, the music is incredible. That that soundtrack is absolutely sure amazing. Is. I think it was the first time the series went orchestral, um, and you could uh-huh. you could tell. Um, yeah, boss battles felt ep- the boss battles felt epic. Um, there's a lot of cool moments in that game, and uh, yeah, yeah, I I loved like the Comet Observatory as well, just exploring that place and. I don't know. I, that, that, when that game came out, it was kind of magical um, because I was waiting to go to Canada. Um, it was Christmas. Um, I was with my family in Ireland um, because I have relatives there. And yeah, it's, it's just a special time. And uh, that's it's kind of nostalgic for me. Yeah, that's so awesome. Super Mario Galaxy um, be my pick. It- it almost feels like they listen to people that had your your your, which I want to say valid criticism because Mario does kind of lean on uh, genre trappings that it kind of established. So yeah. I I think that's a valid criticism you have. But I just want to say that I think Galaxy did a really good job of addressing that kind of complaint because they introduced hooks and and new kinds of mechanics and then just immediately dropped them for something else. Like that game <laughs> had like the least amount of focus of mm-hmm. a Mario game I think, but like in a good way. They were just all over the place. Yeah. Like. There's right. there's that one level with the where you you're the spring and you like bounce, and like it's <laughs> yeah. only in that one level and like that's it and it's just they like threw everything at that game and I think that's unlike Nintendo but it was really refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so for me, uh, I am gonna pick Super Mario Odyssey. Chris, I you I think you need to play that game because I, I think it does. I yeah. It it um. I just like again I had a period where I just really didn't like Mario. Or the, the the games. Who hurt you? Who, I, Mario I, hurt you, I guess. I don't know. Um, the the, the yeah. Nintendo Super Mario Brothers hurt me. Bop, hurt bop. Me. Yeah. Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario, because mm-hmm. they're the Mario Brothers. Uh, <laughs> God. Um, yeah. So Odyssey is. It does a lot of really, really cool things. Like, I could probably, I mean, I could do a whole episode on why Odyssey is so special. Um, we should sometime. That's f- such a good game. We actually should, after, yeah. Chris, yeah, after you play it, yeah, we should do that. Yeah, I think we, you'll really yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, let's play through it, and then, yeah. Um, so, th- I mean, there are a million things. The, unlocking the costumes, um, unlock like, finding all the moons, and, like, some of the moons are, like, really like hidden like you wouldn't think like you have to do these like side quests basically to find them and it's perfect because you don't have to find every one of them it's just hey are you having fun in this playground there's more to do right brilliant yeah exactly yeah um and the the integration of the 2d sections that sort of pay homage to the nes games um how and how that that's done in such a way like they could have just been like here's a 2d section it's like totally separate but the way it's like integrated into like where you're on the wall it's like you're still in that 3D world, and it's like it's done in, in in such a way that makes sense within the world. 
Um, and then obviously like the cappy mechanic is really cool. That's a new thing. Like you can, you're a freaking dinosaur stomping around. Like how cool is that? And the, but the dinosaur is like realistically rendered. So it looks different. There's a, uh, actually, I'm not going to say this next part cause it's kind of a spoiler. Josh, yeah, no, you know what I'm talking about. No spoilers for Chris, but, but there's a, there's a section toward the end that for me had the same kind of aha slash joyous feeling that like a uh, portal two gave me. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, are, are you talking about the musical part or the boss? Oh, I'm talking about the moon-related section. Oh, uh, the moon-related section. very tough, the dark side of the moon. Or so, good. Like yeah. so, oh, so good. Oh, the moon-related. Okay, so, but that, that just goes to show how special this game is. You had an aha moment, and it could have been one of three or right. four yeah, different yeah. things. Yeah, um, yeah, so the, I wasn't even thinking about that. The moon section is great. Yeah, there's a boss towards the end that is like, what the fuck game am I playing? Mm-hmm. Like I literally said that I'm like, am I? What am I playing? What is the medieval creature of some kind? I'm not saying anything. Okay. Um, and the marketing and then, was just fun. Like usually a game gets announced and it's like, oh cool, I'm gonna play that. But this one, every time they release new stuff for it, it was like, oh my god, I'm just yeah. It was and it was good. I have to mention my favorite, 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 favorite thing about this is the performance of Jump Up Superstar at new donk city that whole moment is one of my favorite video game moments of all time ever like it uh, at least like top three favorite moments it is just like what because it it, it builds up right and then you get to this thing and it's just this it's like this explosion of music and chris i know you're a music person it try you you have to play mario i I failed that section on purpose just to start over many many yeah it was so cool yeah. It's fantastic. Anyway, um, Chris, I think your your criticisms are fair. Uh, Mario is definitely like derivative, and it's mm. it's uh, it just it, it just makes yeah. me wish Rayman had more of a chance. You know. Yeah, because poor Rayman. The, the, those levels are so creative, and uh, I love what they can what Ubisoft does with its world. So. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um. So normally we do our listener questions and then take a break. Oh no, wait, we do the questions. Yeah, no, no, yeah. It's time for a break. Okay, yeah. time for a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll, <laughs> we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we'll answer your listener questions, and we'll talk about what we've been playing. So we will be right back. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. All right, everybody, we are back. This is the part of the show where, where we answer your listener questions. Remember, you can always reach us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow 
via email at activequestpodcast at gmail.com. Or every Wednesday, we post our Twitter thread asking for questions and comments from our audience. And this week, you all delivered a a crazy amount. I mean, we have a a lot of listener questions. A lot of them are Mario-related. So we'll do our best to get through these here. Um, Hopefully, we don't have to cut anything. But yeah, let's let's breeze through these here. So um, Alex, friend of the show, RIP Mm -hmm. the PlayStation forecast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Alex says... Uh, when you are deciding your favorite game, what is it you're looking for that sets it apart from the rest? Is there a specific feeling attached? Also, who do I need to pay slash hug <laughs> to get on an episode where we rank movies based on video games? Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, okay, I don't just, know. we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll, we'll, we'll you don't have to pay or yeah. You don't have to pay or hug it. Oh, you can hug us when it's safe too after the pandemic. We yeah, we will uh, hug you regardless, you and we'll do that episode. Hug, I'll reach yeah. out to him and I got some packs. Yeah. Awesome. Well, he lives like fifteen minutes away from me, so. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, I could just I could go over to his house. Um. Uh. So yeah, yes to that second part. First part. Um. When you're deciding, uh, God, this is a huge question, Alex. Um, and. There are so many variables, there are so many factors, nostalgia, where you are in your life, where like where you are mentally in your life at that point. So it, there's a lot that goes into like what is your favorite game. And this is interesting how you worded this, when you're deciding your favorite game. I don't know if you intentionally meant it like that, but for me, I don't decide my favorite game. Uh, it, it just happens. Um, uh, <laughs> you, and so like... Yeah, that's it's kind of an interesting way way to like phrase that. Um, anyway, for me, uh, like a favorite game, there's a lot of different things that go into it. So it could be like um, like an aha moment, like Josh mentioned in Mario Odyssey. Um, something where I think you look forward to playing it. Um, since a lot of us do this for work, uh, a lot of times we have to play a game, which like. I'm not complaining. That's awesome that we get to do that, right? But uh, it is a different it, mindset, it, though. It's a different. It's a different hat mindset, that we're right? Wearing. Yeah, it's hard to get um, out of it. To it, be honest, at points. It is, yeah. And so, like that kind of like I feel like influences our dis- all, all three of our mindsets as well. But yeah, for me, with with answering this as like quickly and 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 uh, briefly as possible, it's a game that has an aha moment, whatever that may be, that it doesn't necessarily need to be a mind-blowing thing, but just a like, oh, that was cool, that moment. Um, and something that I look forward to playing where like when I turn the game off, I immediately keep thinking about it and like I can't wait to play it again. That's that's something that I think I is important. I feel like everyone Chris. has a different answer for this, you know? I, I, right, I, I, I yeah. Think it's... it's a big question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I For me, personally, it has to connect with me emotionally, personally. Um, I have to be riveted by the gameplay. Um, I have to be um, amazed by the animation or the graphics of the game. Um, and there's an element of nostalgia as well. And uh, yeah, my favorite game, Kingdom Hearts, you know, has all those things for me. So yeah, never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Josh, for me, it would be when every uh, aspect and component of the game works in harmony to create the experience that the developer and publisher wanted me to have and it's something that i'm thinking about when i'm not playing it yeah like like you said um 
And I say that first part specifically instead of just a game I really like or enjoy. Because, like, I love, like, games like The Last of Us Part 2, but I'm not necessarily, like, quote-unquote enjoying every aspect oh, of yeah, it. Oh, yeah, we but, talked like, about that. Yeah. I'm feeling what the game is wanting me to feel right here, and so that in itself is is good, you know? Well, um, and... And I and I just thought of something too. You met, and what you said makes total sense, and I'm I'm with you on that. But does that mean that if you feel totally differently from what the developers and publishers intended, that it can't still be your favorite game? Maybe not, or maybe yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's kind of an interesting. I think my short well. answer is a game that I'm happy to wake up early to play. Like the other <laughs> yeah. day, I woke up two hours before before I would normally wake up for my day job to work on writing stuff. But I woke up two hours before that, so four hours early, so I could play Zelda for two hours before I worked in writing. Like, that's... Oh, holy shit. Yeah. I don't wake up early, you know what I mean? But if I'm waking (laughs) up early because I want to, that's that's a big deal. Yeah. So anyway, Alex, that's a huge question, and again, we could do a whole episode on on that question. We'll talk about it with you more when we do the movie The movie. Yeah, the movie episode. Cool. Um, Okay. Sterling Silver, friend of the show, asks... Okay, several questions here. Um, do you think we will get a new art direction slash style, or sorry, a new art style slash direction for the next 2D Mario game? Um, what is it? I think, uh, perhaps, but not a huge alteration. I think no, because Nintendo's gotten really lazy with 2D Mario aesthetics. 2D Mario, uh, on the new Super Mario Bros. 2U Deluxe, the gameplay is fucking among the best 2D games in the series, if you play the whole game, in in my opinion. But, like, yeah. graphically and musically, it's just them, you know, doing the same, same thing. Same thing, yeah. yeah. Chris, what do you think? Um, first thing, I want to shout out um, Silver Sterling's podcast, Memory Card Memoirs. Um, they're, oh, he's yeah. launching that soon. And, uh, yeah. Very excited for that. He gave us a shout out earlier, so I thought I'd give back. Um, but to answer your question, um, I feel like. Yes, we're probably going to get a new art style for a 2D game, uh, 2D Mario game at some point. I, I think we, it'd be more cartoony. Um, I think they'd probably have like a different take, like uh, Epic Yarn Kirby or something, like a, a completely yeah, new art cool. style. Um, yeah, I, I think that'd be amazing, personally. Yeah. Um, and I'd be way more interested in that rather than the generic kind of looking new Super Mario Brothers style. And then, second question, how do you think 2D Mario will, will survive thanks to games like Super Mario Maker 2, where there's endless and so much better content? Yeah, not, that's Not a, that's going a fair to criticize too much, but I feel like when you're doing user-generated content, it's not as great as the original um, stuff that mm. the developers make. Personally. It's not as consistent. No, yeah, it's like, not. Yeah. Like, there are like, amazing courses, but they're also like, don't move. And then that's the reason why I don't want to play that game. I don't want to yeah. play Super Mario yeah. Maker 2 because I know it's inconsistent. And that's my same problem with Dreams. It's inconsistent. Like, I'm not getting that content right. properly. You you always hear about, like, the really cool levels. But for every really cool level, there's probably, like, 100 shit ones. Yeah, 100 yeah. that are just bad like, levels. Why is yeah. this here? So, yeah. yeah, so how do we think 2D Mario will survive? I, yeah, it's fine. I think, honestly, <laughs> um, if Nintendo announces a new 2D Mario and it has an amazing new art style, I think that's enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, and then uh, also the levels that Nintendo made in Mario Maker Two were, were uh, they weren't all amazing, but th- there were enough good ones where it's clear they're still excited about I, making Two D Mario. I'm gonna, you know, I'm, so they're still gonna put that. I'm gonna say something Nintendo. bold. Okay, give the Mario <laughs> license to Ubisoft. They know how to make 
better 2D platformers than Ninja I think that's, that's more happen. likely to happen with uh, Mario Rabbids yeah. collaboration, though. Yep. You that's know? never gonna happen. And then that's Cadence never of happen. Hyrule. Well, not no, not give, but lease, borrow. You know, put it on borrow. that same yeah. engine as Rayman Legends. Mm. Yeah, you're golden. Yeah, you're golden. Um, okay, Sterling also says, "Would you rather Square Enix take longer and make bigger Final Fantasy VII remake sequels, or try to make them quicker but have smaller and thus more sequels?" Jesus. First one. This this whole thing is like just annoying like honestly like i'm gonna be honest like i think final fantasy 7 remake is awesome and sterling i know you love the final fantasy series so much so i don't want to like shit on your favorite series i i i i'm with you i think it's awesome but just the whole rollout of this and like you can tell that square kind of didn't know what they were doing in terms of the planning of this it's just really annoying um would i rather that yeah take longer just take longer that's that's what I think. Josh, and regardless of what you pick, tell us what you're gonna fucking do. Like I, communicate right. it. Yeah. I disagree. Yeah. I, I think it'd be better to have shorter stuff because then <clears throat> Final Fantasy Seven's still on the mind, it's still relevant. Um we're and I personally for me, I like smaller experiences. I, I don't like playing forty, fifty hour games. Um I personally yeah, would like to I... see twenty hour games every two years. That that that'd be my preference, honestly. Um, um, I guess but... we have to define what smaller and yeah, what smaller means because like some would argue that Final Fantasy VII remake was a smaller game because you you know it's only fifty or sixty yeah. hours versus like yeah so like and also you have to take into consideration will if they did do smaller and then more like yeah as Sterling said more sequels would that mean that they were they would still be sixty dollars a piece I think the smart they... move for them is to do something like the Yuffie episode, where you could download it onto yeah. the PS5 Integrate. And then Final Fantasy VII Integrate is kind of like that base game, and then like they, uh, yeah. they um, have the chapters just available to you throughout the whole console generation. So right. like they're yeah, like be... $40 each, they're 10 to 20 hours long, People right. would be happy yeah. with that, and they wouldn't badger them for years and years to say, hey, where, when's the next one? Where's, when's the next one come out? Because, you know, I think consistency uh, would bring more confidence to Square Enix uh, than what they're known. Yeah. Yeah. Because they make, they take forever to make their games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's move on here. Um, we have a question from Jake Free. Jake Free asks, what was the first video game that made you cry? I think Gone Home was my first, uh, but the ending of Tell- really? Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy and, of course, T-Lu, uh, T-Lu, uh, the The Last of Us Part Two got me. Um, honestly, like, I don't remember, and that's not because I'm, like, a macho man, big, strong, don't cry. That's not what it is. I just have a shitty memory. Um I do recall getting really frustrated with the Spider-Man game when I was like seven or eight years old to the point of tears. <laughs> but it, I think you mean like emotional, like not mad, like, like here, I'll give not... you time to think and I'll, and I'll go first. For me, it would be the uh, emotional scene with Morden Solis and Mass Effect 2. There was a really heavy uh, monologue that was uh, given in the game. And it was just not only was it well written, but it also really fit his character. It, it, mm. it it, it didn't feel like Bioware wrote this. It felt like this was these were words coming from this character. And it was just one of the... It was emotional, but it was also like a really good... Uh, it's a good example of how heavy those games can be um, with the uh, storytelling and the character writing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know what you're talking about. L- yeah, no no spoilers there, but yeah. if you've played it, you know what we're talking about. Chris, what do you got? I, I think I have two instances. I, I just don't know if I cried it either. But anyway, uh, first instance, I think Super Mario 64, that was the first true video game I played and completed. Oh, wow. And then <laughs> um, that that credit, when that, when that music plays, you know, the credits roll. Like, it, it just, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I, I just cried, I think, because of how... Yeah. Um, how much of a journey it was for Mario and me just yeah. to explore these worlds and and finish the levels, um, and then beat Bowser at the end, you know, and saving Peach. Um, second one would probably be Ape Escape on the PS One. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, just because I know, like, I was really, really invested in like the rela- the the, the uh, friendship between uh, Spike and his friend, uh, and mm. I don't know when they. When they split up and they were against each other, and then they came back together. Um, yeah, I think I cried. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's funny. I'm a very um, emotional person. I think I've cried at a video game like twenty times. I, yeah, I oh, cry okay. in like every game because <laughs> there's so many. It's like they're like <laughs> yeah. games are a, yeah. can be as powerful as like a Pixar movie. Yeah. Um, for me, I honestly, uh, I Jake, I don't remember the first game, but one of the earliest ones I, I recall. Uh, God, this doesn't. This still does. This seems too recent. Um, Beyond Two Souls, that Quantic Dream game. There's a scene. Uh, hmm. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> God. There's a scene where the main character is helping a group of homeless people, and and there's a fire. And this is really vague. If you if you've played the game, you know what I'm talking about. Ooh. And before the fire. There's a section that happens that's really emotional. I cried during that, and then most recently, I know you want the first. I can't remember my first me- memory of a of a cry during a game. Uh, recently, uh, I cried during Miles Morales. Cried during uh, Demon Souls. Uh, cried during uh, Sea of Thieves. <laughs> so, Dude, so Sea like... of Thieves is so much fun. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Just the ocean got me. So I, I, I yeah, the water. I... so bad. Whoa, no, don't do that. I... So I yeah, I cried. I cry at video games. I a lot. cry Chris, when the uh, Red Dead Redemption 2's prologue would never fucking end. Shut the very fuck up. All right, <laughs> next question. Shut the very uh, fuck up. Uh, Scott Ropel, uh, in I guess this is in reference to the TMNT uh, Shredder's. What is it? Shredder's Revenge. Cowabunga. Um, Cowabunga. Uh, Scott says, "Who? Uh, who's your favorite Teenage Mutant? Teenage Leonardo. Mutant Ninja Turtle. Chris, what do you got? I think it's Donatello." Um, but uh, okay. I like Donatello. Yeah, Leonardo's up there too. He's got two swords. He's got a blue. Yeah, he's he's pretty generic, awesome. but uh, um, he's, yeah, but he's he's cool. Yeah. He's cool. <laughs> Dual blades. Scott, sports. I Scott, I've got to tell you, I'm not emotionally attached to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles enough to answer this question, but I can answer your second question, which is, what are your thoughts on the vanilla ice scene in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of Ooze movie? My personal opinion is that it's an absolute banger of a scene. Um, I just watched this in reference to your question here, and my god, this is like the 90s. Like, this is the, the epitome of the 90s. It is the embodiment of the 90s. Everything just is... It's, it's more it's, 90s than The Rock's fanny pack and turtleneck. <laughs> you know? did, yeah. Did, just, just, just type this into Google or into YouTube if, you, if you're not familiar. Uh, just, do, just type in Vanilla Ice Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to The Secret of Ooze rap scene. 
Did they it's, rip off yeah. um, Queen with this one as well? Not in this one. Not in this, not one. In this okay. one. No, not in this one. This one is a vanilla ice original for better or worse. <laughs> yeah. Go and ninja, I saw like a go quick. Ninja, go, go, ninja, yeah. go, ninja, go, go. <laughs> I think it's I really saw... fun. I just don't think it's as I don't think it's as cool as Vanilla Ice was thinking it was. You know? <laughs> oh but God, it's, no. It's fun. It's cool. It's fun. Yeah. I don't think anything is as cool as Vanilla Ice think or. Oh no! I think everything is less cool than what Vanilla Ice thinks it is. Vanilla Ice thinks everything he does is cool. Um, so, so is it a banger of a scene? Uh, it's certainly something. I don't. I think it's a certified banger, Scott. Um, next up, Seth Palmer. Uh, this is in reference to Mario. Uh, Seth Palmer just posted a picture of Super Mario RPG and said, "I just want it on Switch, dude. I'm with you, man. I, I'm I'm with you." Um, Daniel Linton says. What do you think Square Enix Montreal titles will be? We already covered that. Um, what do you guys think, though? Tomb Raider, uh, hopefully. Di- yeah, yeah. I think I think we already covered it. Uh, Hitman. I said Hitman and possibly another Tomb Raider, but I definitely think Hitman is up there. Yeah. Uh, no Deus Ex. Wait, they don't own uh, the rights to Hitman anymore. Oh, well, that yeah, throws yeah. Chris. So I think well, it's that Deus throws Ex everything going. out. Yeah. No, I don't think it is. Uh, maybe another Tomb Raider. Maybe. What else? Do, oh, maybe, maybe. What else do they own? There's no way to know. Okay, let me look into this Kingdom now. Kingdom Hearts we... Go. I'm hoping oh, that they get the. That's rights. actually a really good one. Or Final <laughs> Fantasy, maybe. Final yeah. Fantasy Go. Yeah. Or 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 uh uh, what's the the Dragon Quest? Mm-hmm. Life maybe is strange. Maybe they get the rights though. to. Maybe oh, they get the oh that's actually great. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying, maybe they get the rights to 50 Cent Blood in the Sand. <laughs> Holy like a, a shit. Of that. Talk about a segue. That would be really great. Okay, talk about a segue. We've got a question, actually, from number one 50 Cent Blood on the Sand fan. At Curtis Sent 2 by the way. Um, in all caps, uh, when the fuck are we getting Superior Wario Odyssey? I, fair question. Remix Odyssey levels with a few new levels. Let it be Wario trying to retell the story of Odyssey, but like he saved Peach and went to That's... the moon and shit. And Waluigi could be Wario's unreliable narrator and occasionally appears. This is like an amazing idea, and I don't mean this ironically. I this is like this an game. amazing idea. I think this is one of the best ideas we've had from a number one fan, whether it's your. <laughs> I forget the bullshit fan, whatever the name that we the had. Number one Kingdom Hearts King, fan. Kingdom Hearts, the whatever, the game with the bong or whatever. Anyway, the, this is a, an amazing idea. Never gonna happen. But amazing. And it's just got idea. Wario on the front with a big bag of gold. <laughs> yeah, they did uh, do something similar to this in a way, like with New Super Mario Brothers U with Luigi. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's Luigi right. U. Yeah. You Luigi, you huh? But that's a little bit more subtle. Yeah. This idea here is so like it'd be great. Like, you're like, the, I'm, I'm yeah, Wario is really like, is underutilized. Like he's a really he's, fun character, and they could use him for a lot of stuff. Yeah, honestly, he, they should use him Luigi for commercials. Yeah, I don't know why they don't have Wario get out in front, get 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 on the TV, and be like, you know, wah ha ha ha, buy our new game. Right. Yeah, and they could do some. Oh my god, they could do so much with Wario since he's like you know the antithesis of Mario. Uh yeah, God, it makes that's, no that's sense fantastic. that there isn't DLC for that game. Uh yeah, that'd be great. It, well, it is really complete. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I would like to see more. Um, He's like Nintendo's okay. version of the Hamburglar, you know? <laughs> God 
damn it. Uh, Josh, by the way, I love that tweet you you re- you posted recently of uh, the Stimmy hits at uh, the fourteen hundred dollars oh, hits. Yeah. Uh, bring me the Hamburglar. Yeah. Or no, Grimace. Gr- bring me Grimace. That's what. It, that's yeah, what. I want to eat bring Grimace. Me... He looks delicious. Mm, he looks. Imagine something. him on a big bun, cut up. Mm. Oh God! All right, friend of the show, Grayson Morales asks. Uh, what do you all want for the future of 3D Mario, and, and which spinoffs do you want sequels for? Honestly, what 50 Cent Blood on the Sand fan said is yeah, I want that too. <laughs> incredible. I think that is absolutely incredible. Um, for the future of 3D Mario, I would like a, um, basically something sort of like Odyssey in terms of the level design and the inventiveness and the music and the uh, like, the care and and all that to to the um, games of uh, that came out before. But I would love to see light rpg elements very light very very light nothing like crazy like a skill tree or anything like have that, i got a game like... for you it's called paper mario and it is very light in rpg elements <laughs> um yeah but but yeah. still in that 3d mario uh world uh, i want to remake a 64 yeah you know? that'd be awesome it, that'd be yeah, awesome. it, it like, doesn't it age up. well if you played no. it if i you just played, played it recently it plays like shit like uh 100 percent, but not 100 oh wow through the whole campaign and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that game is. It's. Yeah. It. No way. It, it, I. I mean, I get why it's important, and I. And I do think yeah. it's. It's worth talking about. But no. Yeah. That game. I is also want cool. Galaxy Two on the Switch. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. that's a good one. Uh, which spinoffs do we want sequels for? Well, do you count? What are you? What are you counting? Like, is Wario a spinoff? I guess maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I was gonna oh, say this. Mario Golf, but yeah. I was gonna say Mario Golf, but we're getting that. Uh, um, I I have answers for both. Um, okay, go ahead. For 3D Mario, I would like to see more story elements. Uh, personally, we guys wait till Miyamoto like, dies. Because... I feel like an <laughs> asshole saying that. No, don't God. say that. It's the, um, it's the only way. He fought but... and argued with the Galaxy team and wanted them to remove. They had to sneak that story into the game, basically. Yeah, but I, and there's I, barely any story in the game. I I feel like you could really. It could really work. Like Rayman Two, for example, it had like a pretty good story. I was invested in it because of the story, um, and like the great platforming as well. But like, but you like for Mario games for me, like when I play a game, I need something to be invested in, invested in, like a goal to work towards. And uh, I I think that'd be great in a new 3D Mario game. And I've it's... I've seen from Bowser's Fury as well that the landscapes like more open. So I would like right. to see like more open landscapes that like you can go to any kind of world by just walking over to it or running over to it. And there's like right. fast travel places all over the map. I yeah. don't want to spoil anything, so I'm not going to say what game it's from, but there is a game where you get to play as one of the villains briefly, and I want a game of that. Yeah, that's a great answer too. Oh, um, spin-offs. Okay. Um, I want to see sequels to... Um, I would say Mario Strikers charged. Um, that, yeah, like that's we're, a good one. We're overdue for that. Um, yeah, and I think I, we'll I see. Want, I think that's gonna happen. I want like uh, a new Paper Mario game that is just like the classics, so the fans can just be happy. Same thing that won't happen <laughs> while the Emoto's yeah. alive. But yeah, yeah I yeah. agree. Um. Okay, so this is interesting. In response. To Grayson Morales' question, number one fifty cent blood on the sand fan said, Wario themed spin-off for Odyssey. I have the details worked out and just need to give Nintendo or just need Nintendo to give me a call. 
I'm flush with vitamin water money from Coca-Cola, <laughs> so I don't even need cash for my assistance. I just want right. a new game with Wario, Waluigi, and maybe my boy Nine Volt. Oh, I like Nine Volt. Um, maybe, maybe you and I could call Nintendo together and yeah. make the pitch. So uh, number one, fifty cent for the sand sand fan. Sand fan is fifty cent. I think so. Uh, is he? Is it? Is it fifty? Oh, it could be fifty cent. <laughs> he he is a he is the biggest fan of his own. Yeah, game. he would be. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Okay, and then our final question here. I know we it was a lot of questions. Hope hopefully everybody's still with us here. Um, final question here. It's from number one Turner and Hooch fan. <laughs> number one Turner and Hooch fan says. Hey, stinkers, it's a me. And he's, he wrote it like that. It's a me. Question for you. I have a big plate of jello, and I was wondering, should I press my butt against it and, and jiggle till the cows come to, ro- come to roost? <laughs> um, or should I put various fun things inside it, like batteries and soap? What does this mean? Cows I, come to I roost. I don't know. I don't know what the- I, I feel like number one turn and hitch fan comes from Toontown. Like in Roger Rabbit, <laughs> like he has all these kind of weird kind of situations that he comes up with. I, I think he's honestly yeah. a Toontown resident that likes to watch a lot of Turn and Hooch. I go with the first one. I bet Jello would feel really cool up against your butt. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that's probably inter- yeah. I think you're right. Let me. I, I don't know what this means though. The, what? Well, okay. the cows come so, home is an is an idiom, and then ro- chick roosters come to chickens come to roost is an idiom. So I think number one turn Hooch fans just combining two idioms. I thought it was oh. I thought it was a euphemism for something like the cows. Oh, that could be too. Mm-hmm. Wait, so what's the question? Should I should I press my butt against it and jiggle it? And uh, oh, so there's no cow. I'm stupid. There's no cows actually. That's just a, a phrase. Yeah. Okay, I'm a <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Okay. Um, should you do that, or should you put fun things? Yeah, definitely put your butt up against it. Why? Yeah. Why yeah. not? I bet Jello feels good pressed up against the cheeks. Yeah, and you don't want to put battery. No, don't put batteries in the Jello because what are you doing? And soap? Yeah. What is this? No, 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 no. Put your put a VHS copy of Turner Hooch inside the Jello, and then <laughs> oh, put that up against your butt. Well, of course we know he's got enough copies of that to spare, probably. So. Um, hopefully that helps you out, number one Turner and Hooch fan. Thank you for writing in. Thank you everybody for writing in. Yeah, uh, thank you. Of course, a lot of questions here. We really, really appreciate you. Um, all right, let's close the show with what we've been playing. I know we're running a little long here. Um, we actually don't have too much to discuss here. Um, I just wanted to quickly uh mention uh Apex Legends on Switch because it did just launch. It's free. You guys can go check it out. Um. And I think Chris, you played it a little bit as well. We can talk about it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty rough, yeah. honestly. Like, it's okay. Like you always hear people say, you know, port it to Switch, port it to Switch. And I think this is proof that not everything needs a port to Switch, or not everything can have a port to Switch. It's this. It, I think it's particularly egregious in this game because it's an online game and like how you perform is based a lot on the games, like how the game runs and how it game, how the game looks. Um, And so like, it's different than just playing like a rough 
like offline game, you're not competing against another player. The Outer Worlds like, doesn't run great on Switch, but like it, the whole game is run, having issues when you're having an issue. Exactly. Yeah. Of, yeah. And and the other thing that's that's weird is that there's crossplay, and so you could potentially be playing against somebody who's on PC in 4K or whatever however you know at <laughs> at, at a normal six, frame rate at a normal frame rate 4k whatever who would like very clearly have a, an advantage over you so it's just weird like you can disable that, the crossplay, but that's still you can't a, yeah, yeah. Be a big problem yeah yeah so that, that that's sort of uh that's sort of it a, should be a, disabled should at, at like at launch by of the game by default i think yeah because yeah just imagine like being stuck with someone on on the Switch if you're playing on the PS4 or Xbox One or PC. You know you're going to be at a disadvantage too. You know, right? Um, so I think honestly, crossplay <clears throat> should be locked from the beginning. It's a testament um, to uh, Fortnite. I know that Fortnite's yeah. graphics are much different, but hey, that game runs like a fucking dream oh, on Switch. Yeah, uh, Fortnite on Switch is awesome. Like yeah. that's where I usually I- play it. No, it's no problems. It's right here, and it plays great. It's in my hand. No problems. I've yeah. seen reports a- that it runs at thirty frames per second. Um, <laughs> does it? I don't. But it does don't, it? <laughs> I, I don't think it does. I think it goes below that when you're actually in the action. It runs like a slideshow. So Fortnite? No, no, uh, no, no. Apex. A- Apex. Oh, Apex. Apex. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it honestly is. It's up there for me in terms of uh like visual fidelity with the outer worlds i know you guys have heard me talk about i want to see digital foundry's video on this i'm sure they'll do one because i really want to know why this game's not it's just weird because some games seem to run really like like the witcher does it look as good no but it runs good yeah and the witcher again is an offline game too so like you know there's that whole thing uh that we just discussed but yeah chris what did you think so like and did you have you had frame rate problems? Yep. I think you you discussed right. Okay, and then what about like visual, just like it resolution? Looks for like me, garbage. Yeah, <laughs> I I played it on the TV and I played it in handheld, and from what I gathered, both were pretty bad. Um, supposedly the TV version or dock play uh is at seven twenty supposedly, yep. and on handheld I think it's five forty. Uh, supposedly, but it, it, there's a lot going against it. Like, okay, so you've got the frame rate problems, you've got the, the resolution problems, but then you've got the control problems. So, uh, when you're playing a game like this, you need precision aiming because it's a competitive shooter. And like, if I was playing with a pro controller and that was okay, um, playing it in handheld mode is like I no. can't, like I can't do it. You can't do it. So like, if you're like if you're just jumping, and the other thing too is like I've never played this game before, and so like imagine trying to learn how to play this game for the first time on Switch. It's just I don't know It'd how. Be like, like trying to do your homework on Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> yeah, like know? it. I I think like if Warzone came to Switch, I could jump in and and like know what I'm doing because I already know that I already know right. Warzone. But most people probably checking this out i have either probably not played it before or have played it very little mm. i just i can't imagine yeah i don't know but it's and and no and no disrespect to panic button the the team that ported this i don't think this is on them at all no no I we've seen what they can do yeah we've seen what they can do and they're working with with what they have <laughs> honestly they're working i with think it's made on well, like, like a weird engine i think like titanfall was made on source engine i think 
I don't typically see games from that engine on Switch, so that might yeah. be the reason why. Um, oh, that's a good but point. yeah, Panic yeah. Button have made really great ports. This is just uh, yeah. Uh, Didn't they do the yeah. the Doom 2016 port on yep. Switch? Which yeah, yeah, they... it doesn't look as good, but like it, it's like The Witcher. It it, it yeah. plays great. I I right. do want to so anyway, me that's a good Switch. I do want to give it one plus though. I I like gyroscope. Um, Mm. Uh, controls and i think that, yeah that makes it work for a switch audience i just wish it ran better um right i'd like to see some gyroscope stuff on the main consoles that'd be that'd be really cool too also yeah, uh, yeah. shout out to respawn they do not crunch they've talked about how they don't do yeah. crunch which is why they don't update apex as often as fortnite because fortnite mm. you know they just abuse right. the workers I, so uh something yeah. else as well <laughs> i'd like to bring up about apex legends i, I played it on ps4 oh well no ps5 runs smoothly it looks beautiful oh yeah i wish there were visual enhancements for the ps5 hopefully that comes down in the future um but um i i feel yeah, we like we should mention that if you have the option to play this and something else the game's great it's yeah. a good game and oh yeah that's the thing too it's a good game it's just the switch that, version you know that's why i felt so angry when i was playing the switch version because i'm like joseph i i really want to play apex with you but now you won't oh, play on PS4 because it doesn't have a platinum trophy. Oh, you know um, what though? Hey, I I totally forgot about this. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just gonna play it on Xbox. Yes. Then all right. Then it's fine. Yes. Yeah, then let's it's fine. Do it. And you um, you'd be using a better controller that doesn't uh, die. Oh. Uh, you can just put batteries in it if it dies. Uh, or a rechargeable, I, removable battery pack. Th- mm. That's a controversial statement, Josh, and we yeah. don't have time to jump into that right <laughs> now. Um, anyway, yeah, great game. Um, I feel like the tutorial needs to get updated um, because there are some new mechanics. I have no idea what's going on in uh, Apex Legends since I last played it. Um, but yeah, overall, fantastic product. I, I would totally recommend checking out this Battle Royale if, if you haven't already. And uh, Just not yeah, on Switch. Just not, not on Switch. Not on Switch. No. Yeah. Um, all right, quickly, quickly, I'm going to mention Yakuza Like a Dragon. I'm on chapter 13 out of, I think, 15 chapters, so I'm almost done with this game, and I've played the entirety of it on my phone through remote Crazy. play. I just want to throw that... I just want to throw that out there. I have not touched this game on my PS5, actually, you know, at, with that PS5 controller. Um, this game is absolutely incredible. Like, <laughs> I don't... I can't say enough good things about this game. Um... And it does this thing where at the it, it's like a show almost like a like you know like a series you're watching on Netflix or whatever where at the end of every chapter it ends with a cliffhanger, and yeah. I was playing today and this crazy if you've played the game uh, uh, up to chapter twelve you know what I'm talking about this crazy story moment happened pretty much like what the whole game has been building up to kind of like I don't want to say resolved but a lot of it resolved. And then this gigantic thing happened right at the end. Like, just this boom. And then now I'm like, oh, okay, now I know how they're going to fill two more chapters. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, the combat is uh, really just it's so over the top. And I've gotten to the point where, like, my characters are super high level now. So we've got all these, like, crazy moves. This game is just awesome. I'll have more to report, like, once I'm done with it. And I kind of want to give, like, more of a general overview of it. But, yeah. Uh, Chris, you, you love JRPGs. You need to play this game. I, I know yeah, you I will. will. I, I, yeah, like, yeah. I was transfixed by this game just by watching a Let's Play. Like I was mm-hmm. really into the storyline. Um, and oh, uh, me too. And 
let me put it to you this way. You know, you guys know I don't really usually get invested in a game's story. I am all in on this game's yeah. story. Like, this is one of my favorite stories in a game ever. I and also love how wholesome the game is. It doesn't lean into is... cynical trappings. Uh, I was yeah. playing, When I was reviewing this for, for Active Quest, uh, we got a review code. When I was reviewing this, I actually, that's when I had COVID. And, like, I, it was really nice. I felt like shit, but the game was really uplifting, you know? Right. And the, and the characters, I think, are all, like, yeah, like you said, like, we're so used to these characters who are either so bland that they're forgettable, or they're just, like, assholes, kind of. Yeah. And Ichi, Ichiban, the main character, is just, like, He's, like, so, the nicest person. He's, yeah. like, so, he's, like, really nice. He's got, like, a little bit, kind of, like, a, a of, like, a, an attitude, kind of. Or maybe not attitude, but he's got this, like, personality, he's right? Spunky. where yeah, 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 a little bit. Oh, but, come but on, he's... Josh! I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> but but he's he's really sweet, and like all these characters are 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 just so likable. Anyway, Yakuza Like a Dragon is fantastic. I, I've right, heard that's I've it heard people me. compare him to Sora. Mm. Uh, I'll tell Joseph because I, I want him to keep I, playing the game. But yeah. <laughs> I can't comment on that. I don't know. I've never. No problem. <laughs> okay, Chris, what do you got? Uh, I'll be very quick. Uh, because these are games that are rolled, and you probably don't care. Um, Overwatch, I've been playing <laughs> again, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just love this game so much. Like I forgot how much I love this. Uh, I, yeah, everyone has their own abilities. There's so much strategy in it. Um, it feels so good to play. Um, I love playing as Reinhardt, charging into different uh, characters, and there's there's no bigger rush than setting up a play and seeing it all go down you know um so yeah overwatch love it it's one of my favorite games of all time actually uh it's in my top 10 i'm excited for the the um, sequel because they're gonna do the yeah, more story stuff yeah that's gonna be cool that's, yeah that's gonna be interesting it's it's annoying to me at the same time because they're not really supporting the game as much as they should and we talked about this earlier but i i feel like they shouldn't be making a sequel they should just be updating the base game um, like, siege. like siege yeah uh battlefield yeah. one um I've, I've been playing very good game yeah it was part of the playstation plus collection so i, I want to... also an xbox game pass oh if you xbox game pass and what is xbox game pass josh it's the best deal in gaming you got bethesda games you got ea play it's good and maybe and you get uh, you get <laughs> maybe outriders and you get uh, a free month of disney plus when you sign up and so anime and anime so mm -hmm. there's that chris battlefield one yeah, uh, Battlefield 1 going from anime to Web War 1. That's kind of weird. Weird transition, <laughs> but weird. there we go. Um, yeah, I, I've i missed Battlefield. I have really have. Like, I haven't really played one for a while. And I just like be, like the, the different roles you could play as. You know, like I'm, I'm usually a medic, so I'm reviving guys as they go down. I'm healing them, and... I don't know. It, it it really feels visceral. This game. I know that's an overused term, but it, I feel like it really captures that World War One kind of setting incredibly well. Yeah, you know, from the sound design, the the graphics, like the gray kind of tones. So you go into the trenches, <laughs> and it's I, I don't know. I, I I just think it it's done. It felt really like well. a big return to form too. Yeah. after four and hardline. Yeah, and I really um, like the destruction as well. Seeing like the buildings crumble. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't want to talk too much about Battlefield One because it's an old game, like I said. But uh, yeah, if you haven't checked One... it out, I would say, hey, you know, play it. 
Yeah, it's on the, like you said, it's on the plus collection. Yeah. One thing that's interesting is I feel like Battlefield 1, although it's not the most recent Battlefield, it 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 it, it like captured an audience and still has a, a, oh, a yeah. bigger audience than the most recent entry, which is Battlefield 5. Hmm. Battlefield 5 just like came and went and like people kind of forgot about it, but people still go back to Battlefield 1, which I think is interesting. Yep um okay cool so that's it for me and uh and chris josh what have you been playing so um i played uh the sea of solitude the sea no is it the no not the sea just sea of solitude sea of solitude uh i played the director's cut version which we got a review code for uh the director's director's cut version as of right now is exclusive to switch i don't know if they're planning on bringing it to other um platforms but um, I'm double checking the website or Wikipedia. Okay, yeah. So the original version didn't come to Switch, so it's kind of cool that it, this this also meant it, it was coming to Switch too. Um, so this is an adventure game. Um, absolutely gorgeous art style. Um, I haven't read it yet because I was waiting until I provided this coverage, but uh, I just wanted to remind everybody. Chris reviewed it for the gamer, and uh, I'm gonna I received the review recording. from the gamer as well, for, for the gamer as well. So. You actually were the one that were like, "Hey, I just uh, finished reviewing this, and I, I think you and Joseph would probably like yeah. it." I'm gonna ask for a review code for us, but uh, yeah, uh, I just I have to talk about the art style first because it's 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 beautiful. It's got a photo mode, um, which I'm not used Hell to yeah. seeing in Switch games, so that's that was really cool. Um, usually for the Switch, I just like remove the HUD and <laughs> take a picture, so it's nice to you know <laughs> click on the sticks and take a picture and you know get to change effects. That's cool, but um. Yeah, uh, I think the the best way that I would describe it is it is uh, I'm really bad with the names. K, K is uh, the young woman that you're playing as, and it really for me it feels like she's um, working through um, trauma and um, loneliness, and she's doing it in a way that's like visually represent. It, it, for me, okay, so it felt like. It's, there's just so much going on in this game. I think the easiest way to explain it would be it's it's like a visual representation that almost feels like Greek mythology in a way because oh, like wow. you've got like this these these beautiful sweeping areas and these monsters and yet it's not real. Like it's you know it's her it's her kind of working through everything or at least that's the way that was my takeaway from. Oh, it. I kind of think I know what you're what you're talking yeah. about. I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. So you're not actually fighting fighting the monsters necessarily, like, but they're just an element in 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 it. But it, it's it's really good. It's it's hard to talk about because the, the the parts I want to talk about the most are, are story related. I don't want to spoil the story, but the gameplay is very good, and you're 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 going through different environments. And there's water and these this like island town that you're kind of going through, and there's a lot of light and darkness, and utilizing light as a force against the darkness. Like it's 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 very good. Um definitely play it as soon as you can if you're into adventure games and, and story games at all um i know that i do game pass plugs as a joke usually but like the the, the original version is an ea play so you can play I, it on playstation i would recommend playing this version instead though because yeah definitely play story, this version if you can though there's a new uh, there's like a new script in there there's new voice actors and uh, voice from acting the is even reviews i read better. for the old game apparently that was one of the low points so they really did yeah. a good job of this game uh, but what did you think of the narrative overall, though? Like, do you think it was I, well I written? Really? Or... Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think the story is really good. Yeah, same. Um, and the, the the characters, I was really reminded of games like Blackwood Crossing, but mm. those games didn't handle this kind of thing as well. No. I thought this game handled relationships between characters a lot better. Um, 
And the game really runs with empathy and how our actions and suffering um, can affect others. And the other side of that being how our positive energy can make the world better. Yep. And the, the it, 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 it works because they handle the, the themes well. <laughs> so it's not like Blackwood Crossing or like the suicide of Rachel Foster where they want you to feel a certain way, but you're like, why would I feel like that here? That doesn't make... <laughs> you actually are able to feel like, like the way they're, they're wanting you to feel in, in moments. And so the, the game's... It, it, it's strengthened by, by the combination of what's happening and what they're introducing. So yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely very good. And Chris, I agree with you. I, uh, I checked a couple of clips of the original version just to kind of see the differences. And the 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 the, the, the ugh, I almost said definitive and directors, so I got tongue tied. The director's cut is definitely the one I'd recommend. I just meant like if you really want to play it and don't have a switch, then you know you could play the original uh, through EA Play that way. But yeah, out of the two, if you have if if you have the means to play this this version, I would definitely recommend it. And I didn't notice any performance issues. Um, I just mentioned that because we just finished talking about Apex. There's Legends some textures that look weird, um, mm. and there's some graphical. Uh, there's some uh, technical issues I had like have like I was having trouble getting on the boat for example I don't know if you were having those issues too oh um I did have a couple instances where I had issues uh with the boat yeah, yeah I did have that but I didn't have um anything that was too too distracting right. or or rather I noticed it so my immersion was broken for a few seconds but I wasn't um I didn't have to like reload say you know anything like, I didn't have anything that bad yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about this game other than from what you guys have have said. I haven't even seen anything on it. It sounds like it's a mix. <laughs> this is mostly a joke. It sounds like it's a mix between Wind Waker, Alan Wake, and uh, that the the fire what Firewatch. No, uh, I would say <laughs> it's a if if we're if, if if we're running with this, I would say Wind Waker and Life is Strange. Okay. I I would say Journey and Oh, Journey. Wow. I haven't played Journey. I need to. Yeah, yeah, because of the vivid kind of visuals and like the storytelling yeah. okay. sequences it puts you through. But also, mm. yeah, like the 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 dramatic writing of uh, Life is Strange as well. I probably put in there too. Like you don't have like choices of dialogue. It's like a straight through kind of like story. Yeah. Um there's no branching mm. paths. Um but yeah, it's just and our review copy is on our Active Quest to Switch account too, Joseph. So if you, you know, oh, hell want to yeah. check it out, yeah, you could. Yeah, please do. Hell yeah, because it's great. Um, yeah, I, very I very good like game. It's very underrated from what I saw on Metacritic so far. I, I feel I might download. I, I'll download it tonight, and I'll. I think I might check it out. Yeah. Um, Josh, did you have something else? It says you've got something under embargo here. Are you not able to talk about that right now? Is that what that uh, is? I'm not able to talk about it yet, but I am looking forward okay. to mentioning it uh, later. Okay. All right. So, okay. So that's it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to check this, this Sea of Solitude game out. I'm going to download I it. I just felt and... weird only having one game there. So I wanted to be like, I am playing something else. I just mm-hmm. can't talk no, about it. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, cool. All right. Well, that wraps us up for our this lengthier episode 111 of Active Quest. Um, Chris and Josh, thank you for your time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we thank really you for appreciate... writing in, too. We yeah, we appreciate of, all, yeah, the, all the feedback. All the feedback and all the, uh, and all the questions and everything. Um, Josh, I'm going to mix it up here. Josh, where can people find you when you're not on the show? You can find me on Twitter at It's Jerk Jersh, and then you can find 
uh, my writing on Retroware. I just published a uh, Game Boy Advance uh, article, kind of like uh, lesser-known titles, Hidden Gems, um, and that was fun. I, uh, I'll i spoil the games just to maybe further entice people to kind of check it out. Uh, the Sims busting out. Uh, Star <laughs> I Wars saw Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, and then uh, Crash Bandicoot 2 in France. Yeah. Really, really interesting games that uh, were kind of uh, covered by the, the just utter noise from the impressive first party output of the fucking gba you know there was so many good games in that system which yeah i mean yeah it's kind of uh that's a great point there um put put everything on switch unless it's runs like yeah except apex yeah except apex yeah um remove from switch (laughs) um i just wanted to say uh i think you're doing an awesome job over at retroware and i'm and i can and I can tell that you are like much happier there than yeah. than maybe other places or or whatever. So like yeah, I'm, I'm, it's really great to see when an outlet lines up with what your goals are. We've all yes. written for for places that have not been so great. We've written for places that have been a little bit better. So it's nice. That I'm proud of you, and I'm happy. Fair for you pay there. makes a huge difference because Fair time pay, yeah. is money. Time is money. You know, I like I like being able to put a few hours into an article instead of like oh. I, right. I, okay. I do want to say this as well. I think the editor of Retroware is a very kind. Um, and oh, like, he's, he's he the best. He goes yeah. above and beyond for the writers. So um, please yeah. support Retroware if you can. Yeah. Uh, Chris, where can people find you when you're not on Active Quest? Yeah, you can find me at Panware Writes. I, I did it again. <laughs> you did it again. Um, right. I'm gonna. You know what I? Oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna. <laughs> I might say something. Uh, from now on, I'm gonna say like. Chris, where can people find you when you're not on an active quest? And don't start with yeah. And then yeah. you'll be like, oh. Got you. <laughs> okay, I hate okay. that myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can find me at Pamela Writes on Twitter. Um, you can find my written work on The Gamer and Retroware. Uh, on Retroware, please check out my um, uh, history of Kingdom Hearts series. I really worked hard it's on it. It's very good. And, I uh, read it the other day. Yeah, and uh, a lot, there's been a lot of good feedback on that, and I, I'm very happy about that. Um, yeah, uh, on the game as well, I have a, a guide for Pyra and Bithra, um, the most recent Super Smash Bros. characters uh, that just came out. Uh, yeah, and go check out Go Beyond, a My Hero Academia podcast each and every wednesday we go through the nit- uh, the excruciating details of each and every episode of the show and uh yeah it's a lot of fun uh vaughn hyde and i uh we get into a lot of banter a lot of jokes and uh you should check it out and uh, apparently camry woods doesn't suck anymore he doesn't minetta will no, always suck but if, uh, yeah sure sure yeah. you're telling me creep. chris I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Go watch it, Joseph. You, you always say okay. that you're going to watch it, but you don't. You don't. Hey, you I'm going to start a I... podcast with Joseph called The Daddy and the Frog, and it's going to be a <laughs> episode like, like Go. it'll be a show like Go Beyond, but it'll be on The Mandalorian. Yeah. Be, oh, The Daddy good. and the Frog. Oh, that's a great, oh, that's a really, uh, there's probably already a, a podcast <laughs> like that, but I love that name, The Daddy I, and the Frog. I, I also <laughs> want to mention this as well. Um, don't like feel feel free to contact people you haven't talked to for a while. Uh, I I feel like that's a really cool thing to do. Uh, get in touch with your friends, especially during this uh, 
a stressful time right now, and I think that really He's helped unprecedented me times. this week. Yeah, unprecedented, unprecedented times, yeah, yeah. Unprecedented, yeah. Chris, that's a really great point. I'm with you on that. Um, and then as for me, um, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. You can find my work at Digital Trends. I actually just published a kind of interesting uh, piece that I, I normally don't do stuff like this, but it was a uh, comparison between PlayStation Now and Xbox Game Pass. You always hear people say, like, why Xbox Game Pass is, is so much better, but I actually, like, went through and, like, like compared literally everything about it to see really like which one is better and yeah xbox game pass is better but <laughs> but go check out the article if you want to find out why um i actually just published my uh a- a- an article over at games radar about the man eater boss from uh demon souls mm-hmm. um that's been in the works for a while but anyway that boss is just atrocious and uh i would i would have expected uh them uh, blue point to maybe improve it a little bit and it seems like it's still not great so <laughs> i kind of break down why uh in that article so you can check that I out i linked to your uh article on your money uh geek too at uh for your game pass article your oh, uh that the, was nice. the bethesda one yeah like that oh, was a okay. good read okay that was very nice of you thank you <laughs> i appreciate so if that. you want to know what games were added to xbox game pass <laughs> so far for bethesda you could check out joseph's article on that Thank you, thank you. Um, and that's pretty much it for me. You can find me listening to some prog metal. I've been listening... I know this is way off topic, but I'm going to mention it anyway. I've been listening to these, like, basically music theory breakdowns of these songs. And I've been particularly listening to these Meshuggah songs, which I know you've heard me talk about Meshuggah a lot. That band is... I already was impressed by what they do. They are just on a, a whole other level after watching these music theory breakdowns. Chris, don't make that face. You're no, making a face. No, no, I, I, <laughs> You're making I, I, a I'm fa- starting to get a headache, so, yeah. That's okay, I'm all right, all right, all right. We'll stop talking about Meshuggah. All right, everybody, thank you so much. We will catch you uh, next week on episode 112. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Go listen to Porter Robinson and Madion. And Meshuggah.